All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome. We're having another live episode of the ID podcast. We're going to be here with Jessica Bajena, the Latina business coach, y'all. And I'm so excited to be talking to her because I found her on Instagram and I've just been following her like crazy. And yeah, like you guys are are in for a treat for this one. So before we get started, let's get the music going and then we'll introduce you, Jessica. So... All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the IDP podcast. Jose Zavala here, your host, ZTX Advisors, VP of Latinx Training Centers. You know, I'm all over the place. And here we are again with Jessica Bajena, the Latina Business Coach. Jessica, how are you doing today? Hey, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Jose. Thank you so much for having me on, you guys. I'm so excited to be here and just honored that you've invited me, Jose, especially right now, because I know you've been so busy and you've been killing it. So Thank you for thinking of me. No, no, thank you. How are you you guys doing? We're good. I mean, tax season's done. You know, we're able to, luckily, we're able to help a lot of our clients. We got a lot of that stuff out. And it's just, now it's like I can breathe a little bit, you know? I can breathe. This is the longest tax season we've ever had. Yeah. And, you know, the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act was hard because there's a lot of moving pieces with the new law that came out. But this one was just with everything going on, you know, and, and trying to help clients and whatnot. It it was long. So it's nice to say, OK, at least those that got done, got done. Those that didn't. Now we have time. There is no like hard press deadline. We have time to get to get it out the door. So I'm feeling good. <laughs> That's awesome. I know you've been so busy and you're killing it and you're just you're showing up and also just representing us too in that tax space. So it's so awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So, okay. Thank you for the love, but this is not about love for me. This is about love for you. So I want the people (laughs) to know, tell them a little bit about yourself, your history, and you know what you do. Sure. So I'm Jessica, also known as Latina Business Coach. And honestly, I've been an entrepreneur for about seven years now. And I just always knew that I was meant for more and I was never really the smart one or the super athletic one or the talented one growing up, but I was always really hardworking. I've always loved the hustle. And so sometimes people can relate to that where maybe you started working young or you just have always been maybe chasing the dream or chasing the hustle. And you're like, I don't really know what I'm working towards, but like, I know it's something I know I'm meant to do something big. So that was me. My struggle as an entrepreneur, though, was that I followed somebody gave me some advice and said, oh, you know, make your passion your paycheck. And so for me, I ended up following that literally where I was like, well, I'm multi-passionate and I care about this and I care about this and I care about this. So I ended up trying to turn all of those things into a business. So that and that ended up being a struggle for me because at one point I had three different businesses. I owned a spa, I had a t-shirt line and I was selling some network marketing products like out of the trunk of my car in a Target parking lot. And like People never, you know, it got to a point where people were like, what do you do? And I was like, well, like, I just would open, I felt like one of those like guys in the like parking lot that opened their jacket and be like, well, which one do you want? Do you want one of these? Yeah, I got this. I got this. I got makeup. I got skincare. So, but again, still loved the process, still love the hustle. And unexpectedly, I got pregnant, pretty much just put everything on pause. And then it's kind of funny, but after I had my daughter, I had my son, like seven weeks later, I got pregnant again. So I know you just had a newborn. So imagine, wow. yeah, just like <laughs> at that six week mark and then being like, hey, 
and we're, we're having it we're doing this again so so literally having a newborn and then being pregnant was a really hard transition so I put all my businesses on hold I thought I'm just not meant for this entrepreneur life I'm gonna quit and I did and I was like I'm just gonna focus on being a mom and running the household doing those things and honestly it ended up being a really lonely and depressing time for me because I just felt like you know, again, I was meant for more. So I decided to give myself one more chance. And I was just ready to put myself back out there and make new friends and rebrand and reinvent myself. So I started meeting with random people on Instagram, in particular women that were already business owners. So I would meet with them. And when I started connecting with new people, I realized that we're all just pretty lonely and we're all trying to make new friends and and no one really knows what they're doing. We're all just kind of winging the business. So, so I ended up starting a community for Latina entrepreneurs called Femina. And we have local events. I'm here in Arizona. Yeah, but we have local events with everything going on. We've been having webinars, that kind of thing. So it's been nice to just create that space that really was needed for women to connect, for Latinas to come together and just share ideas. And and there are a lot of people that want to make friends right now. I know it's a hard time, but, you know, and, and just kind of when you're on that journey, you just need new people around you sometimes. So that was that. And then the more I surrounded myself with those women, I found myself giving them business advice just from all of the other businesses and stuff that I had done. And that led me to being like, okay, wait, I think I'm, I think I'm business coaching, but is this a thing? Is this a real thing? Do you need like a license, like a college degree? And I was like, no, like you just can teach what you know. And so essentially what I do now as Latina business coach, I was, well, I was looking for a business coach to guide me and I was looking for Latina business coach. And I was so surprised Jose that in 2019, she didn't exist yet. You know, like that, like the domain was empty. Yeah, the domain, the Instagram, it was all available. I was like, what? Like, how is this possible? Like, that's like Latina Business Coach. And I was like, wait a minute. I think I just need to create her. So that just took me on another journey where, yeah, I just rebranded. And now I, I go back and, and pretty much just help myself, who I was a couple of years ago, and guide women into finding their thing, finding their one thing so that they can start the business and so that they can eventually become coaches and create their own online courses. So that's me in a nutshell. I have two littles. I'm married. And I mean, I try to do all of the things at the same time. I have a podcast too. Yeah. And it's all just really, we'll link that up below because I I subscribe and I listen to it and it is, it's good. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And honestly, it's all just really under the same umbrella of really bridging that gap and just creating those resources for Latin entrepreneurs, for women of color, and really just being able to, I don't know if you knew this, but like Latinas are actually the most underpaid women statistically. So out of all the different races, Hispanic women are the least paid. And it's always just, it mind blows me because we're so passionate and we're so hardworking. And I'm like, how do we, how are we at the bottom of that food chain? So it really just goes into a deeper purpose as to really helping women, you know, be able to create and build those empires that we know we're meant for. Yeah, no, you know, and and I, I didn't know that, but there's somebody I follow on Instagram. Her name's Jessica Medina and she's out of San Diego and she's a marketer, I believe. And she, I guess, when when the whole the U.S. soccer team was was striking because they 
they weren't getting paid the same, which I think is ridiculous because they're actually successful. Not like the, I don't even want to get into the men's. Like, yeah. Right, but, right. but, you know, she, she had brought that up and I was just like, oh, wow. Like I had no idea. And that just, that blows my mind too, because yeah, I mean, Latino women, I mean, if you see my mom and my wife and, and my family and everybody, like they are the most hardworking, they put their heads down, they work and that's all they do. You know, they take care of their family. They're, they are the epitome of a superwoman. They do it all. I don't know how, but they do it all. It's true. Yeah. And it's it's great that you even brought your mom up too. And I don't know, are you, do you come from a family of immigrants? Like are your parents immigrants? Yeah. So my parents, I'm first generation here. My parents came from Mexico, both of them, and they came at an early, at an early age. Well, my dad came here when he was 10. So he, he's a little bit more, you know, ingrained into, into the American culture. Still hasn't forgotten his roots. You know, we, that's one thing he taught us, but you know, he, he's really, you know, listens to rock and roll, you know, your traditional, you know, growing up here. And, and my, my mom came over here, I think at like 17 or 18. So she's a little bit more traditional in the sense of, you know, Mexican culture and stuff like that. So, so I'm first generation. Yeah. So they, I, I watched awesome. both of them. I watched both of them work their butts off. My mom is now a teacher. And my dad works for actually Anheuser Busch, the the beer company, which is kind of nice because we get free beer yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. But he's also a realtor, you know, and I've seen him kind of like manage his way as well. And so it's been it's been awesome. How about yourself? Yeah. So same. My my mom also is an immigrant. She came here when she was nine years old, and she just kind of got thrown into the school system. Started school and like didn't even speak English, and now. Same. She speaks perfect English and then still was able to raise us. And, you know, we, we speak Spanish too. I know you do too, but it's just as cool because I always, it's always like, I like to ask that question because it is a different type of hustle. Like we have a little bit more to prove, I think culturally, or there's just like a different, like just growing up, it's just like, Hey, we came here to do this and we came here to be able to offer you a better life. And so it really is up to us to see like what we're, you know, what we're going to do with that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So I always, I think that that's the common thread. And and of course I serve all women, but I do have a special place for Latinx, for Latinas, because we just have a common thread of like a, a different type of culture and hustle and, you know, just wanting to take care of our families and wanting to, like I said, just build that generational wealth. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, and, and something I that I love about you is is I see all the time, like you're super collaborative. You know, like you, you even said it, you're working, meeting with people, talking with people. And that's great because traditionally in our community, what I've seen is it's a lot of competition. It's a lot of, you know, pettiness. It's a lot of, oh, yeah, you know, he has that. I want it, you know, and that's something that I feel like maybe our generation, you know, those of us, we're starting to change that because I'm I'm the same way. I'm I'm very collaborative. Like I, I would much rather work with somebody on a business venture, then instead of compete and then, you know, oh, well, that's mine and you can't have any of it, you know? And I, so I think that's really great because, you know, we, we are setting those examples for those that are coming up or those that are looking to do, you know, because I mean, I've, I've had to claw and fight for everything I've had, you know, and I'm sure you have too. being first generation, you know, our parents come here, they do the best they can. And like you said, it, it is up to us to, to do better. And so, you know, we do have that extra drive like that. Okay. I need to prove something or, you know, show that I can do something that my parents sacrifice was not in vain. Yes, exactly. I really love that you said that it, it really is collaboration over competition. And I'm wondering if maybe, again, just culturally, or like when when they did, you know, just some past programming, I think a lot of people just have that past programming where 
there's only a limited amount of X. There's only a limited amount of this. And so if, if, if anyone's going to get it, it's going to be me. Right. And so, but I think that with, with our generation and also because we're also doing so much more personal development than I've ever seen, right? Like we put in the work, we read the books, we listen to the podcasts, we're trying to reprogram our money mindset. Just, I think that when we start doing that, we start realizing that it's infinite opportunities. There's infinite cash flow. There's infinite money, abundance, all of the things. So once you change your mind and and you realize that coming to, and honestly, I'm glad you brought that up because because of that competitiveness, I think that that's why they're still, we're not as united as we could be. And I don't know, I don't know what, why, but again, I think that we are the generation that's going to change that because we are really seeing that our strength comes in numbers, for example, black lives matter. And, you know, like, and then that brown lives were coming through and being like, Hey, we're, we're with you on this and same, right? Like it's, it's bridging that gap. And, and sometimes it's just takes, it can't just be one voice. It has to be all of us collectively. And so if we're sharing an audience or if we're doing something together, we can reach more people and make that vision, you know, like you said, chasing that American dream happen faster or yeah, just happen faster. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, and you see other cultures, other other ethnicities, you know, that they come together as a community and, you know, build each other up. And I feel like we're, you know, us as, as our community, we still have a little bit of ways to get to that point. But I feel like people, there are people that are really trying to kind of bring us together. And that's great, you know, because it is the only way, you know, it's it's strength in numbers, you know? Yeah, strength in numbers. And we can bring ourselves up, you know? And so, yeah. So, okay. So we we digress a little bit. That, that, yeah. So I, I love it. I love it. I love talking to, you know, a fellow Latina, a fellow Latinx, because you get it. I mean, you get the struggle, you get the hustle, you get, you know, what, you know, the, the things that we not that we deal with, but, you know, the struggles and, and the problems are all, you know, different. Everybody has different problems, but, you know, it it, it is. So, yeah, I get it. I get it yeah. for sure. <laughs> so speaking <laughs> of collaboration and speaking of that, you know, I want to talk a little bit about kind of what you do. So I want to talk about, so the business coach, and I know you just recently had a launch, which, which I saw was, I thought was just awesome. I Great. So I'm going to, I don't want to take up, I don't want to misrepresent it. So I'll let you go ahead and talk about that a little bit. Thank you. Yeah. So I have developed two signature courses. So as a coach, what I do is it's not really one-on-one. Sometimes we we think if we even need business coaches, right? Or we're like, what is this coaching? Maybe we're, you're seeing more coaches now more than you have in the last few years. But at this point, I have developed two signature courses. They're group courses. And the first one is called Launcher Concept. It's really for the, the woman who is multi-passionate. She has a bunch of ideas And she's like, kind of like what I explained earlier, we don't know which one to pick. Maybe we're trying to do all of them. Maybe we're like, we we have an idea and we've been sitting on it for years, but we haven't really built it. That's what Launcher Concept is for. So we take this idea and week by week, within eight weeks, we just keep building that idea. What does it look like? What does it sound like? What's the brand story? What's the message? What? How do you sell it? What do you sell? Right? So we just build this idea up and then we launch it in eight weeks. So I love that course because I work with women from literally every type of background, wedding planners, you know, beauty industry, interior designers, people that want to sell cookies, like literally any, any type of business idea. It's so cool to see those come to life. And then my second, my second signature course is called Viva the Coach. And this one really stemmed, this was when I became a coach, I always knew that this was going to be my signature course. But I was waiting to release it. I was like, oh, it's it's coming, but 
maybe later on. And with COVID, that was one of the things, you know, with, with a lot of businesses pivoting, that was one thing that I decided to just do sooner because in a time right now, Jose, where everybody's in front of their computers, people are learning more than ever online, especially with schools, like even kids, like some kids might not even go back to school this year, right? So we're thinking of how can we keep learning and how can we keep teaching what we know in that format and how can we pivot what we what we see ourselves doing to an online version which is the Viva the Coach course. So in that course, it's it's 12 weeks. We dig really deep into leaders that already are really good at what they do, but they want to teach others and they want to create a bigger impact. So they want to figure out what their coaching style is, what they're going to teach. I teach you how to build your framework for a course. And then I teach you all the techie stuff, how to market it, how to brand it, how to sell it. And throughout the course, I even teach you, like you should be able to be get coaching clients throughout. So it's just so cool because... Either way, if you're stuck in an idea right now, even just like, oh, well, what would I coach? It's really thinking back to like, what skills do you currently possess? And people, you know, like sometimes easy things, things that come easy to us, other people pay to learn. So just going back to even a few years ago, thinking of like maybe something that you've overcome that you that you struggled with, but now you're killing it. And you can think back and be like, man, there's people that are still struggling with that. How can I go back and teach them or how can I go back and help them? And that's really what a coach does is help them go from where they are right now to where they want to be. So yeah, those are the two courses and they are open for enrollment. They start on July 27th. So I'm super excited if yeah, you'll you'll link everything. But if this is speaking to you and you just need some help, that's what I can do. That's specifically what I focus on and what my zone of genius is on. And again, really just helping myself a few years ago, what I really needed then and and then to be able to see that transition within myself and where I am now, I'm just so grateful. Yeah, no, I, I love it. You know, and, and one of the things that I'll be real with you, when I first started, I was like, I don't need a coach. I can do this on my own. I don't need a coach. I could do this on my own. And yeah, you can, but you, can. you go through a lot of heartache. You go through a lot. You lose a lot of money. And, and, you know, it wasn't until recently I started working with with a few people that I'm just like, okay, now I see what's going on. And if I would have had them in my life a year ago, my, you know, it, things would be a lot different, a lot different, you know, because they, they hold you accountable and they show you something that does work. You know, it's a system that works. Now, it may not necessarily work perfectly for you, but they show you how it's supposed to be. And you can then adapt if you need to little tweaks here and there. But no, I think that that's amazing. And I mean, the fact that you hit it on the head, digital people, people are learning online right now at an incredible rate. I mean, I've got some clients of mine that are that are fitness coaches and they've got several courses that they have and they're just killing it right now because you know, everybody's sitting at home, they, you know, on their cell phones, you can literally, you know, YouTube videos and watch videos on your phone while you're sitting down, you know, in bed or whenever, you know? And, and that that to me is is really really powerful. I don't know if you've heard of Chris Ducker with Youpreneur. So he he has this concept and it's it's very similar to to what you're talking about is is and I love this guy. I, I listen to like I've I've been listening to him. It's all about the youpreneur is is what are you good at and how to monetize that. You know? Mm. So so one of the things that really stuck out to me is like, okay, you love Pokemon Go, you know, the little game, Pokemon Go. You love Pokemon. Okay. That's your passion. That's what you love. Start a podcast, start a blog, do some YouTube videos. 
become the 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 Pokemon expert. Next thing you know, people are going to watch it. People are going to consume it. Like you said, and you hit it on the nail of the head. Something that seems very trivial to you, somebody else is most likely will pay for it to to get that to get that experience oh, yeah. or get that knowledge. Yeah, I love that Pokemon example. So like that's a really specific niche, right? Like not everybody is going to care about that, but the people that care about it like really care about it. And that's a great example. So that is one of my business tips just in general is like, okay, well, I'm multi-passionate. I love like, let's say I love Pokemon. I love shoes. I love cooking. Are those, should I turn those into a business? Not necessarily, right? It's really coming back to can you make money at it? And it is still a business. Okay. So if this is a hobby for you, do all of the hobbies, do all, if you have the time and the energy, do whatever you want. But if you're going to start a business with that intention, with that idea, okay, how can I monetize this? So even just kind of going back to the, the Pokemon thing, yeah, start a podcast and talk about it. Or also, you know, maybe create like an ebook where you're like, Hey, here's some secrets to catch like a hundred of the best, blah, blah, blah. And it's cost 10 bucks. That's a business, right? So any it's just thinking, taking what you know and what people want. Some people are like, oh my gosh, I would pay 20 bucks for that. Like I would want to catch, you know, whatever. I would want to learn that. And so people pay for that. And and me and you, we would be like, what the heck? Like that's a thing. Yeah, heck yeah, it's a thing. And it's so true right now with coaching, you hit the nail on the head, actually, because right now I know that a lot of people are struggling financially and I have empathy towards all of those businesses because we were not expecting right all of the thing all of this to happen but at the same time the people that are pivoting or the people that do have online businesses some of them are having their best months ever some of them are killing it and it is because of being able to quickly move your business into that space and look around and see what are problems that are happening right now that were not happening 3 4 months ago and then just coming up with something to create that's going to help you monetize that. So just looking around, like, you know, maybe you had a business idea a year ago, but then is that really a, a valid business at this point? Is it going to make you money versus maybe you're seeing and you're looking around and you're like, actually, people need this right now. They need a cleaning service. They need disinfecting, you know, a disinfectant service or whatever. Thinking about how you can pivot that. That's the key word right there. And I, pivot, pivot, you know, because in, in my industry, I've seen a lot of a lot of a lot of accountants, tax repairers, CPAs, they're suffering because one, they don't have the ability to work from home. You know, they, they're not set up to to work like that. Two, you know, it's a very compliance based industry where you compete on price, not on service. And so, traditionally, if you're in that business model where you're competing on price, you know, something like this happens, they'll go down the street even if it's for less service to get the cheaper price. You know, and so with that model, it's hard to bring on new quality clients. You know, you bring on the the, the price sensitive ones, which is not a bad thing. But at the same time, you know, you don't it gets hard to kind of grow or to or to be able to pivot, you know, and that's something as an entrepreneur. And, and this is a, I was talking to I forget who it was, but they told me the true sign of an entrepreneur is this is is a business owner kind of, you know, things happen. They they stay in their lane. They continue doing what they were doing. The true entrepreneur will pivot and with the market and actually, okay, this isn't working for me or because of the pandemic, I need to switch completely over here or I need to do this. And that's where I think if you're having trouble making that pivot or doing that's where I think a business coach would 
definitely come in and be very valuable because it's it's an investment. It's not an expense. You know, a lot of people look at it as an, as an expense, but what it is, it's an investment in yourself, in your business, in your future. Because think about it, you spend, let's just throw a random number out there, $10,000, you know, for coaching for a year, right? But because of that, you're able to pivot and your sales went up to 50, 60,000 extra. I mean, look at that, you know, and that's an investment. And, and so- I pivot. I, I love that word because that's, yeah, that's me too. really important. And I, I, I love that word. And I also love the word invest over spend, right? Like you go out, you spend on a night out, you spend 200 bucks feeding the family, you know, just eating, going out, doing something, but then, and you never see that money again. Like, yeah, you had a good time, but then you never see it again versus like, okay, if I invest this money, like I expect it to come back to me in connections in other, you know, like it's because not all things are just money. It's also just like those relationships. So just thinking of like, how is it going to come back to you? And that's really a powerful word that you just said is, yeah, instead of spending, thinking about investing. Yeah. No, and that's, that's a conversation I have with, with clients and, you know, and even potential clients, they'll come to me and they're like, oh, well, your prices are a little high. And I'm like, yeah, they are. But what we can do for you, we're not your traditional firm, you know? We're not going to just sit there and do your tax return and then talk to you at the end of the year. You know, we're going to help you grow this. And if you want to, this is an investment. It really is. And, you know, it, and, it, and I guarantee you, you will see the, you will reap the benefits of it. And, and so, no, I think it's, I think it's great. And I love what you're doing, especially for, cause you're right. There's not a lot of help out there for Latino women, you know, Latinos in general. I mean, there is, there's people I see, I see more and more popping up, but I have not seen one specifically dedicated for Latina women. And I think that's that's a that's a hole that you are just perfectly filling. So Oh, thank you so much. Filling. I know. Thank you. It's just true. It's just looking around and seeing like where where is there a gap or where is there a void and how can I fill that? And that was what that was what came up for me. So thank you. Yeah. So okay. For you, what was the scariest thing about being an entrepreneur? And I know this, that may be a loaded question. And I think I promise you not loaded questions. And I realize, and I'll give you some time to think about it because I'll tell you for me, what it was is, is, is I was always brought up, you put your head down, you work and you get a paycheck and you just, you put up with the BS and you know, you just, you work, you work, you work, you work. I don't care if you hate your job or not, you work. And for me, it was leaving that security and going out and, and having that belief in myself. And to this day, I still have that imposter syndrome, you know, where I know I know my stuff. I know what I'm doing. You know, I have clear case studies of clients that we've been able to grow them and everything. But you still get those doubts in your head and everything. And so for me, it was just kind of trusting, not trusting myself, but just can I do this? You know, can I do this? And that was the scariest thing for me and leaving that security of like, okay, I'm leaving a job with benefits and everything to go out and build this thing. And I mean, we're three years this month, you know, so, so whoop, whoop, you know, I got to celebrate that. I'm excited. And, you know, we've, we've got a lot going on and, you know, we're, there's a lot of opportunities that have opened up for me, but that, that to me was the scariest thing for me. So what about yourself? So I feel like every day is scary. (laughs) Like every day I try to do new things and you guys know on this like roller coaster, the highs are really high and the lows are really low. It was, I mean, if I think of something specifically that was scary, I would say as well, more so of, you know, I actually just had a podcast episode on on this, this title, but que va a decir la gente, which means what will people think? And I think that that's usually. Yes. Yes. Can we talk about that, please? Please. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's literally one of my, and you just hit imposter syndrome, which really is, is the imposter syndrome. Right. But it's like, sometimes we know that we're great. Like you said, even just digging through, you're like, I've know I've gotten people results. I know I'm putting in the work. I know I'm great, but then like, what are people going to say? And so that's where for me too, that's, I would say that's one of the scariest things is still like, Oh my gosh, well, what are people going to think of that? Like I'm, you know, kind of touching back to my story like, who does she think she is? She doesn't even have a college degree. She doesn't even, she's like a few years ago, she had all these three different businesses. Like this girl's a hot mess or she doesn't know what she's doing. Now she's a business coach and she's going to help people, you know? And so thinking like that. And so we just have this, like this voice that we all hear and, and we all feel like, you know, imposters that people are going to see that, oh, well, you know, that we're a fraud or something. I was listening to this thing. It's like, oh, people are going to think that you're a fraud. But I'm like, no, like as long as you're showing up as your authentic self, you share the story. You're like, hey, this is literally what it is. And and I'm still like good at what I do and I help people get results. But really, I think that that was one of the biggest things for me, too, is, you know, making those big decisions and being like, what are people going to think about this? Or what are people going to think of me? Que va a decir la gente? And I think that anytime that we, when we are about to do something scary, it usually, that is for some reason, one of the thoughts. And even if you say, oh, well, my biggest fear is failure or my biggest fear is not being able to do it perfectly or my biggest fear, right? Like people have these fears of starting businesses or doing things, but ultimately all of those fears still tie into well, what if people see that I didn't do it perfectly? Or what if people see me fail? Or what if people see that I'm not, you know, X, Y, and Z? So it always comes back down to what are people going to think? And for me, that was the biggest thing was like, well, I'm about to rebrand and totally go from this beauty entrepreneur and I'm an esthetician by trade, working in a spa to create helping people create online courses. And what are people going to think of that? But at the same time, So kind of going back to like, let's talk about that, you know, it really is thinking in your head, like, who is la gente for you? Who is that? Who is it specifically? Because we imagine like, like la gente means lots of people. Like you imagine like hundreds of people, like, oh man, they're just watching you and waiting for you to make a wrong move. But really they're not, everyone's living their lives. There's la gente really is just like, could be two to three people in your life, like in your head could be your parents, could be, you know, like your in-laws, like whatever that is. And just being like, oh, who is la gente? And then like, what's the worst thing that they're going to say to you? The worst, like downright meanest, like kick you in the dirt, worst thing they could say. And then in your head, just be like, well, no, that's not true because, you know, I have helped people get results or I have done, or look at what I've done with my brand or myself. So just kind of having that comeback when that little voice does come through. But really, I would say, Jose, for for sure, and I think that's the biggest fear for a lot of people in doing scary things is like, what are people going to think? What are my parents going to think? You know, X, Y, and Z. And that holds a lot of people back from doing the things that they've always wanted to do, not just business, but, you know, life, leaving relationships, loving who they love, like literally everything. It's just like, what are people going to think? And that just stops people from doing like their purpose, their mission, their dream. To be happy. Like, yes, I, to, be I, yeah, yeah, to, to be happy. To be happy. You know, I, I love that. I love that. I love that because you're right. And and one thing, like 
this is something that I always have conversation with, especially with colleagues of mine. You know, they're they're scared to post on social media because they're afraid of well, what if I mess up, or what if I you know say something wrong, or what if you know what are people going to think? Like I post something and then somebody calls me out on it. It's like okay, you know, yeah, maybe one person may call you out on it, but as you grow your audience, you've got people that come to you and, and come to you for for your for your wisdom for what you're talking about you know we've got one one coach of ours and she her her biggest thing she's a fitness coach and she coaches fitness coaches and mm-hmm. she tells her big thing is show the f up show yes. the f up she goes even if it, who cares if you've got the haters show the f up because for every hater you probably got two or three people that are silently watching you rooting for you yes so true Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. yeah, I love that. So ever since ever since I started working with her, I'm like, you know what? You're right. So I had those days where I'm like, ah, I don't know. But then you know, just show the f up. Yeah, <laughs> and- it's true. And we're like so concerned over like la gente, right? Like those two or three people, and it's like, well, look at all the other hundreds of people that watched that video, or all the other you know hundred people that like the that liked your post or commented, and then you're still like, oh, did that one person comment? Oh, did that one person like it? Oh, did that one person see it? And we're like. What the heck? Like, why? Like, why are we so concerned over that one person? And we don't so, even know them. And that's the right? thing. Yeah, it's just yeah. some random person that's just, go, who knows what they're going on with their life. But they just, okay, they, they don't like you. That's fine. That's To me, that's be, I'll be real with you. To me, it's been the hardest thing is that, you know, there are people that are not going to like me. And, and I've had to deal with that. And that's been one of the hardest things for me. It's like, okay, you know what? I say some stuff and some people are going to get mad. Some people may not like it. And some people may not agree with it. And that's okay. You know, that's okay. And so that that that's been my biggest like having to get out of my I guess my bubble I would say is to do something like that. I mean now I'm videos, podcast, interview like I, I'm all over the place. Yeah. But I remember that first video was like scary. Like if you listen to my first podcast, it was horrible. Like my first interview. Oh, I <laughs> so my first interview, Jessica. I I had this guy for a a tax software for crypto taxes, right? And in the middle of the, so- and so, you know, we had the little outline that we talked about and, and I just, I went blank. And in the, and in the middle of the of the interview, I'm like, okay, well, that's all the time we have. He's like, no, 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 wait, we got to talk about some other stuff. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. So you listen to it and you can hear him like, you know, no, no, let's talk about this. I'm like, oh yeah. And, oh goodness gracious. Well, at least he like said something. Yeah. Cause then imagine if he didn't, then you would be like, oh man, like it was like, well, at least I got his name. <laughs> but but you know it, it, it's one of those things like consistency is key and just keep doing it you know because you yeah you can't think about la gente que dice la gente you know you cannot think mm-hmm. about that because yeah I, I got people made that made fun of me for that inter- for that interview but at the same time I also had a good amount of people listen to it mm-hmm. you know and, and and so because of that they actually got the company had a few accountants sign up with them to help them you know with that so it's like okay you know it served its purpose. But yep. uh, yeah, you can't, you cannot think about that. And that's something we need to, you know, if somebody calls you out and if you mess up, then okay, just say, hey, my bad. You know, if if I misquote a tax law or if I say you can do this and you really can't, let me know. And I'll be like, okay, my bad. I, I messed up. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, 100%. And just being open to that too. And then when you do write, you know, you're right, you're wrong. And if you're like, oh, hey, this, this, you're right. That did happen. Then people are more likely to respect and be like, okay, cool. He can admit that we're, that he was wrong and like, cool. Now we can just keep moving forward and I still want to work with him. They're not like, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. They're just like, oh, okay, cool. So this, this, and this, but you're like, hey, you know, as long as you provide an alternative or something else, or, or, yeah, people or, are or, like, oh. Yeah, find a solution. You know, like I, I know with our clients, we mess up, you know, things happen. 
and, and, and you know, one thing I, I learned from my old boss, because my old boss used to circumvent and blame other people and everything mm-hmm. and he would lose clients. And I'm just like, I don't want to be that. So every time I mess up, hey, look, I messed up. I'm sorry. This is how we can fix it and we'll fix it. And every single time the client's been like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I'm upset that it happened, but thank you for taking care of it. And thank you for being so diligent to take care of it. And then usually it's like water under the bridge. You know, it's like it, it, it's done. So another thing, too, I want to touch on is is that you said was authenticity is being authentic. You know, be yourself. Don't be afraid to be yourself because that's who you are. And that, that's how, and, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but that that's how people connect with you on now with this digital platform is they get to see your authentic you. And that's how. Right. Uh, yeah. From what I've seen. Yeah. So it's it's really interesting, Jose, because for me at this point, I mean, especially with the rebrand and I mean, I was never so my background is as a beauty entrepreneur, right? Like I always was selling makeup or I was an esthetician. So I was always doing skin treatments, all of that. So people knew me for that. But at the same time, when I made that pivot, or if you're trying to rebrand, you're trying to start something else, like maybe you're known for something and you want to go into something else. That's okay. You can. But the thing is that people are still going to trust you, right? And even though I did all of those things, people never lost trust in me. They might have been like, what the heck is this girl doing? But then they still trust me because they still knew me as a person where I am myself no matter what. And it's interesting because sometimes the stories that we don't want to tell and the things that we don't want to talk about, the, the embarrassing things, those are the things that make you relatable versus like, I'm perfect. This is my perfect life. Look at my perfect pictures. Like we're all so tired of that. We're all so freaking tired of these like cookie cutter posts and these filters, right? Like people don't want to see that. They want to know like, what is it, what does this really take? And if people are able to identify themselves in your most authentic stories, then that's how you build that trust. So it's so funny because I, because sharing that story, even here with, with my family, you know, like my brother was the, is the, he still is, he's the smart one. And my sister was like the artsy, really creative one. And I was the pretty one, you know what I mean? And so like, just even sharing that, like, I was like, oh, well, hopefully like, and my brother who's a lot younger than me, but he was, he just said one day, he was like, hopefully you marry rich Jess. Like, I'm sure you'll be able to marry rich or something. And he just said it like to be like, Hey, look on the bright side. At least you're pretty. Right. But, and he was, he didn't mean any harm by it. He was young, but the thing was like, dang, like when you share those stories and you're like, dang, that's really painful. Like at the same time, like I'm not really good at a lot of things. And then when I say that, I mean, people, some people might be like, oh my gosh, you know, like, I can't believe you told people that. And at the same time, I'm like, yeah, when I share that people are like, me too. Oh, I'm not good at a lot of things either. I was never athletic. I wasn't the smart one either. I wasn't this, this and that. And that's what I'm saying is like, you don't have to be the smartest one. You don't have to be the most talented one. You just have to show up and be good at your one thing. What are you like the go-to expert at? Just focus on it, become really good, solve, get really good at solving people's problems. I, I don't need to know about all of the business things. I just need to be really good at what I do and I am and I feel confident in that. So yeah, showing up as your authentic self, but just sharing those stories that even they they feel embarrassing or they're like, you know, really transparent. But there's always going to be someone that's like, dang, that was, yeah, I get that. Or I feel that. Yeah, it resonates with them, you know? Yeah. And so that's what I do. I share the wins, but I share the losses. You know what I mean? And, I, and I've taken some L's in my, <laughs> in my career. Same, yeah. You know, and so, but sharing with that because, and, and I've noticed when I do share those, I get more like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I'm glad you're talking about that. No one's talking about that, you know? 
or mental health. You know, that's one thing nobody ever talks about. And that's something I'm really big on. And, you know, and I'll get DMs. Oh, my gosh, I'm so glad you're bringing it up. Thank you so much. And I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, we need to be talking about it. We It's not something to sweep under the rug. But, yeah, I mean, just just. Being 100%. your authentic self, I think, is 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 the way to go. So, all right, we're coming up on the end of it. Jessica, thank you so much for, for coming. Welcome. This has been amazing. So if people want to get, we're going to link everything up, but if people want to get a hold of you, where's the best way for them to get a hold of you? The best way for sure is Instagram. It's at Latina Business Coach. And that's the same as my website, latinabusinesscoach.com. So yeah, wait, hold on. I want to say one more thing yeah. because- you're talking about the fences. I'm like, I mean, I know we're at the end, but no, no, also no. too about you. I think that because we're both in that space where we both feel so like comfortable being ourselves, that that's when you just vibe with people like me and you met on Instagram. We meet on Zoom. This is our second meeting, but we just vibe and we're like, hey, yeah, like this is me. Yeah, me too. This is me too. Oh, hey, sorry. Like last time my kid just came in the on this Zoom call and it's like, hey, this is real life and we get it and we're just human. And so that's what I really love about you too. And I get that, like, I get that vibe and that energy from you too. It's just that authenticity. And that's, that's really what counts. And that's what people want to be around. So I feel that with you too. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be on your podcast, on your platform. Thank you. And um, I'm just happy to keep connecting with you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. That makes me feel good. You know, I, I, I was kind of having a rough day with no sleep, but that, that really made it. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate You're it. Thank you. No, I mean, look, you guys just, Jessica and I, we, you know, we, we've been talking a little bit there, you know, that you're going to see a lot more of her on this platform, definitely. And other platforms as well. We need to talk about some stuff offline because there's mm-hmm. some stuff that we've got working that I, I, I would love for you to be a part of. And especially, you know, a lot of this is geared towards helping, helping la comunidad. And that, that's my biggest passion is I want to help the community, my community. And, and I feel like we align very well with that. So it, it can definitely, you know, I think we could do definitely do some good for for me for too. Our me but, too. I'm excited yes. for that. Yeah. So thank you again, Instagram Latina Business Coach guys. Thank you so much for coming, Jessica. This has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. We'll me have to too. do this again. Yes. You know, we'll bring you. I'll on. invite you on my podcast, Jose. We're gonna flip the script. You're okay. gonna come on mine. <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah, I love it. So, all right. So we'll let you guys go. I will link everything down below, Jessica. Again, thank you so much, and we'll catch. Thank you. Guys you. Later. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, listening.